0: back um so yeah this is the part two of um, fasting is important um for those of you who may be just listening to part two because i know not everyone listens to um episodes in order um which is fine you know whatever you need that's fine um so let me just quickly pray heavenly father um i just pray that with this episode You help me to be able to speak of the things that are important in regards to fasting. Help me to be able to not try and speak as though I have all the answers, that I know um, what everything means, but help me just to speak in terms of what you've laid upon my heart, your word, what is true to who you are and the experiences that I've had in regards to fasting. Those who may feel scared or anxious, to um fast i ask perhaps that you help them to know that that fear and anxiety does not belong to them but it comes from the enemy because he knows the the authority you've given us to break strongholds to unlock doors to break altars, to 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 also help other people to to change and become better and just to have an effect upon our community and therefore he puts these lies around us and try and make us feel as though it's uncool or it's old or let's wait until we become more mature christians or it's only for the leaders um you know it's something that's religious and wacky there's no need to do it god's done with that i pray that you help me to be able to dismantle the lies of the enemy in this episode in your name amen Um, So I read first episode, Hebrews um, 5, and I went from 7 to 11, Um, but this episode I want to focus on 14, so if you want to go back and read that or listen to the first part of this um, episode, which will be part 1, you can do that, but I want to go straight into it, so um, I explained for the first i explained for um the bible that i have there are certain subheadings um in the scriptures so it helps me to understand that the next set of verses um the context in 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 what has been spoken about or or the tone in which something is speaking or who it's addressed to so from verse 11 to 14 the subheading that i have in my bible and mine is the um nlt It says here, a call to spiritual growth. So I want you to understand um, when I speak about fasting, this scripture is like my anchor scripture for these episodes. Um, I may do a part three because I'm just so pumped for this. Um, But yeah, this is the anchor scripture so you can understand when the bible speaks about immaturity and maturity so i don't want those of you who have listened from part one coming on to part two it's not i'm not using this scripture for condemnation but for you to understand um the context of this episode and i personally um as i'm growing in my understanding in the word scriptures come together they come in context so Yes, it could be great. I could just speak verse 14 on its own. But when I give the context, you can get the pitch and get the idea. And the thing is this, I just deliver the message and the Holy Spirit sows the seeds. The Holy Spirit gives the understanding. So I'm disobedient. Um, and I believe that if you truly seek him, he will show you. Um, so saying that to say... Let me go back to verse 11 and to read from verse 14, um, this section that speaks about a call to spiritual growth. So, there's if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews 5. I'll wait for you. Scroll if you have technology um, and come down with me to verse 11. I will start from there. If you're like me, who likes to talk because you're doing a podcast, drink some water. (laughs) Oh gosh, I'm ready. There is much more we would like to say about this, but it is difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull and don't seem to listen. You have been believers so long that sorry so long now that you ought to be teaching others instead you need someone to teach you again the basic things about god's word you are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food for someone who lives on milk now i want you to really really listen to these next two verses now you've got the context listen to the next two verses for someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right solid food key verse here solid food verse 14 is for those who mature who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong so my Bible's down. For those of you just joining us, you heard me briefly speak about fasting. And I said um, to those of you who are rejoining, um, this episode I'm gonna speak about the benefits, the sacrifices, dreams, spiritual encounters, um, lies and false ways um, to fast. So that's my main focus. With these verses, what I want you to understand, I'm not going to give you the historical context. I'm going to give you the context of the verse, um, verses. And we see that the writer is speaking to people and saying, speaking about maturity, immaturity, speaking about what happens when you mature, what happens when you don't mature. Fasting is one of those spiritual weapons, tools, arsenals, however you want to view it, that matures you in your relationship with Christ, just like prayer. And just giving um, some, some examples of what I gave for the previous episode is... I spoke about, for me, how fasting has significantly changed my life. Um, And I believe fasting opened the door to the sanctification process for the rest of my life. Um, Justification is when you become a Christian, you belong to God. Anything that you desire to know, to understand about yourself, about this world, um, to draw closer to God, to learn how to manoeuvre and navigate this world. You now have access to God to do that. But what a lot of people don't know is, and why, excuse me, a lot of people may not continue with the faith is they don't understand that what follows from that is a process of sanctification sanctification let me get the definition for you <laughs> I like to bring facts I have a nice example actually here Um some something that someone's wrote um, written wrote uh, it doesn't matter <laughs> um, sanctification now you may hear me read a bit slow and pause because they've spoken about it like Anyone who's read the King James Bible, that's how it's spoken. So I want to try and translate it for you, modern context. Um, Sanctification is that renewal. um, So renewal, journey, if you want to say, um, of a fallen nature by the Holy Spirit. So um, we now join on a journey with God to become better. Um, And this is done through the aid and assistance of the Holy Spirit, received through faith in Jesus Christ. So when you accept Jesus Christ, you then now give the Holy Spirit permission to enter into your life in the areas that need renewal, the identity, because you are a Christian, but you don't truly understand, nor do you truly believe and walk in that you now belong to Christ. There's so there's misunderstandings, there's things within our family history, there's things about us that we now have to unlearn, whether it be by nature or by nurture. Um, it says here, whose blood of atonement, so through the death of Jesus Christ, um, we are cleansed from all sin. So you may say, well, how is that possible? Because I just sinned yesterday, or I'm feeling to sin today you are living in a time period we live in past present and future but god lives outside of time so what was done through the death of the lord jesus christ is that all sin is now washed and cleansed through him all sin has no power over us so even though you may sin ultimately has no power yes this may not be fully understood now but in your growth with christ you'll understand it more um and don't get me wrong just like myself i don't understand everything but through the revelation of the holy spirit i understand more and more and remember there's this as well there's only so much you will know because remember there are mysteries of god that is not given to us in our lifetime on earth some things the bible says we will know when we have left this earth some things will be revealed when there is a new heaven and a new earth and some things are just for god and that's it um it says here whereby we are not only delivered from the guilt of sin um but are washed from its pollution so i've heard people use this example and say um it's like someone who is in a court process. I think someone said that God is the judge. um, And Jesus is the person who is taking the fall for our sins. So we were meant to be convicted. We were meant to spend a lifetime in prison, but Jesus is the one who takes the fall for our sin. So we don't, we don't have to pay for our sin. We don't have to go to prison. We don't have to do anything. We can walk away free from the courtroom, if that makes sense. Um, it says here, but we are washed from its pollution, saved from its power. So without Christ dying on the cross, it means that when you do sin, you are forever locked in that sin. And because of that, the Bible says that all sin leads to death. So ultimately death is your portion, whether it's a lie, whether it's, um, a sexual sin, um, whether it's, it's theft, whether it's murder, whether it's, um, you know, gluttony means that once you've committed just all it has to be is one sin. You've committed that one sin, you're forever locked in that sin, and death will lead onto there. And that is why Jesus had to die. So it means that when you do sin, you can come to Jesus, whose blood has paid for that and you can be renewed and refreshed. And sometimes it doesn't feel that way, but one thing you will learn in your growth with Christ, your feelings are not always in alignment to the truth of the word of God. Um, I myself have just come off of a fast. And when I say I didn't want to do it, I didn't want to do it. Let's just say that in the nicest way possible. I literally didn't want to do it. I was crying that I didn't want to. (laughs) Okay, I wasn't literally crying but I was angry because I didn't want to do it, but I did it. Um, And that is a good example of my feelings not being aligned to what God desires my will to be. So my will had to say, my will said yes, I chose to say yes. Um, And my feelings were submitted to God. Um, It says saved from from its power and are enabled through grace to love God. And then it goes on. But I think what we have is fantastic alone. And let's stick there. So that's sanctification. Um, Hope that makes more sense. Because I know for me, I I need to simplify stuff to understand it. Because sometimes you don't need all of these big words, do you? But hey, we keep it moving. So that's what I mean when I say I believe that that very first fast opened up the door to sanctification in my life. Um, I think I need to read this next scripture because it's important um, for me to kind of explain this part. Um, Some of you may have heard of it. This is the parable of the farmer scattering seeds. Now, um, the reason why I'm gonna read this is I wanna explain why many people become Christians, but suffer immensely for the rest of their life, and seem to not be changed in their character, seem to not be changed in their thoughts, seem to not be changed in their emotions, in their will, um, seem to not be fruitful in anything, whether it be internal or external, Also as well, it will explain why some people hear the word of God, um, but because they don't enter onto this journey of sanctification, and that involves fasting, I'm not saying fasting has to start that, that's just how it started for me, but in in the journey of sanctification, fasting is in there. why some people hear the word of God, attend church, but never really seem like they're there, um, and why some people altogether don't become Christians. Um, so yeah. So this is Matthew thirteen. I'm going to read the whole, the whole chapter. Yes, I am. So yeah. Later that same day. Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds as he scattered them across, the, across his field Some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon withered under the hot sun, and since they didn't have any deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up, and choked out the tender plants. Still, other seeds fell on fertile soil. Fertile... Tongue twister. Fertile soil. It's not even a tongue twister. It was my Caribbean accent coming through. Um. <laughs> oh God, please help me to focus. And um, they produce a crop that was 30, 60... And even a hundred times, as, as much as had been planted, anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So, who are the seeds? Who is the farmer? What does it mean? This is where I'm going to keep on reading. Um, verse 10. His disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. Hear that carefully. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. Some people hear verse 11 and say, do you know what? I'm coming off. Honestly, when I say I'm just ready to preach, I'm going off. This is this this has to be another episode, another episode. So let me just keep reading. Um yeah, so those who listen to my teaching, um more understanding will be given. And they will have an abundance of knowledge, but for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use these parables. Um, yeah, this this will be nice to talk about some other time, but let me contain what the Holy Spirit has guided me to talk about today. Um, so, where's the part? Ooh. Hold on, let me pause. All right, so we're back on track. Verse um, 18 explains what the parable was about the farmers. Um, So it says, now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmers planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't even understand it. Then... The evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word, but all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure, that's how I say it, don't laugh at me, <laughs> the lure of wealth. Um. So no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil, this is our key verse here um, for what I'm about to explain. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand god's word and produce a harvest of thirty, sixty, or even 100 times as much as had been planted okay so what do you mean ronnie I had to put my bible down again um what do you mean so i i use i brought this up to explain why it's important for the sanctification process. And, um, what I want to say is this, when we look at the last seeds that was planted, um, we saw how it grew and got deep roots. You know, let me paint the picture for you, grew, got deep roots, and then started to multiply the journey of sanctification. Um, is you growing as a person and that happens through things such as fasting and prayer gathering with the believers in terms of of bible study and fellowship groups worshipping praise um it looks like those things and the reason why fasting is an area that the enemy has sold a lot of lies in is because unless you've given, you you have been given a spiritual encounter from God, some people say they've experienced going to hell, heaven. Um, I haven't experienced that, but I've had spiritual encounters. Um, Unless you've been given a, a spiritual encounter, there is no way for you to have access in the spiritual realm to really see what's going on remember the bible says that god sees our thoughts the way we think how is that possible because i don't feel him opening up my brain on a daily basis this is what you will hear me talk about when i say the spiritual realm this is what when you read the word of god that God has already declared a word, something that's going to happen. For example, let's just say something that the children of Israel is going to happen, but it hasn't happened yet. And he's given that word to a prophet to then go out and tell the nations. And people are saying, can you not see around? Everything's fruitful. But God knows that that's going to happen. Let's just say between two and six years. He hasn't given the prophet, the messenger, the time frame, but he's just given the instruction to deliver the word. And what God has seen that, remember, he's outside of time. That's why I spoke about the past, present and the future. What God has seen then comes to pass in the physical realm, in the lives of the children of Israel between two and six years. So what does this have to do with fasting? Let me say it like this. And I want to, is it demystify? I think that's the word, the whole spookiness of fasting. But I want to speak what i believe to be truth of the word of god there's a level of access you get in the spiritual realm that fast forward things in your life that uncovers things that you would not have been able to uncover through counseling through medication i'm i'm going to go there um not everyone's going to agree with what i'm saying but i'm speaking the truth certain things you you won't be able to uncover through Um, other people just speaking to you or you writing things down by yourself. These things that are hidden are spiritual and the only way for you to access them, the only way for them to be released from you is through what we call fasting. Because what you're saying to God is this, I can't see what happens around me, but I know that there is a a spiritual presence that affects my life and the lives of those around me. That's why we speak about good versus evil because you can't exactly put good in a bag, but yet you see good on a on a daily basis. You know, you can't put bad in a container, but yet you see on a daily basis, no matter the race, no matter the nationality, no matter the gender of the person, you can recognize bad. That is a spiritual thing. Um goodness is a spiritual thing and what fasting does the areas of your life that are hidden the areas of your life that you don't know that a traumatic event has happened to you but yet you're still immensely suffering Um, For example, with anxiety through fasting, God is able to break what we call strongholds and chains and and, and restrictions over your life in the spiritual realm that frees you in the physical realm, meaning that not that overnight, all of a sudden, you don't feel anxiety. That is some people's story, so I don't even want to dismiss that. Um, There are some things overnight that you do feel. That is the honest truth. Um, But some things take time, again, because we live in a realm that takes time. We age, but God doesn't age. Spirits don't age, you know. Um, So what happens is this. What God does, the Holy Spirit on our behalf, accesses those things and heals us, restores us, renews us, refines us to become more Christ-like. So when you're 15 and you struggle with self-control, it's very different when you get to 25 because what happens is as you spiritually mature in God, and it's not about the actual age of a person. And I want to say this. I have met people who are older than me, but because they did not choose to allow God to sanctify them, to allow God to refine them. When I'm opening up my mouth and talking to them, they're blown and they want to hear more. And I'm thinking what I'm saying is so fresh. What I'm saying is basic. You shouldn't even be getting revelations. Like, I'm not talking about being humble and learning from people, that's a different thing. But I'm talking about meeting people who are seeking to hear more of what I'm saying, when to me, in my head, it is basic. Like, to me, I'm like, babes, I I should be learning from you. (laughs) Sir, I should be learning from you. But these people have not chosen to allow God to mature and refine them. These people don't fast. These people pray every now and again, maybe over a hot meal or a cold meal, whatever you like. They pray over, you know, a christening. They pray sometimes at the funeral, that kind of thing. Um, And what fasting does, it doesn't just mature you spiritually, but as I said, for my life and um, going through sexual violation as as a child, it enabled me to allow myself to be vulnerable to God, to start that process of healing. So I can say eight years later, now recording a podcast, there are certain things that I'm struggling with less and less. There's certain things I actually don't struggle with anymore. I just don't. And that comes through the sanctification of him. The Holy Spirit has guided me to fast, to come in his presence, because what you are doing, your flesh is submitting before God and you are saying, OK, I will give up um, for a period of time. What matters or, or or what is important to me so I can connect with you, God, on a deeper level is just it. So let's talk about different types of fasting. Um, I think because it was my first um, fast, why I just I favor water fasting because I've you know I've fasted quite a bit from since I started fasting um by God's grace and I thank him for that um so I've become better and better so that's what I like um but over the years I've learned about different types of fasting and I I do different types of fasting as well I know some churches do Daniel fasting because just for the reason of um We don't know everyone's health conditions and you don't necessarily have a level of um, control in each and every person's life to make sure that their blood sugars, everything is circulate, not circulated, everything's regulated. So, you know that um, things like the Daniel fast. Now, I think I've only done it once, so I don't even know if I'm doing it justice. You know, let me just go to Google. Let me do that. Yeah, I have the, um, what it says for the Daniel fast. Now it varies, but this is just a rough outline if you wanted to do it. So foods that you do eat on the Daniel fast is whole grains, um, and that is barley, brown rice, buckwheat, farro, grits, millet, oats. I see popcorn here, quinoa, rice, um, rice cakes, rye, some big, big word, is it? sorghum, sorghum, felt, whole wheat, whole pasta and wild rice. That's the stuff like you can eat. Um, let me scroll down. And then it says what you don't eat. Huh? Wait, 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 bear with me, bear with me. Um. Okay, so you don't eat stuff like meat, eggs, Um, you don't drink wine, um, yeah, so that's, that's the rough outline of the Daniel fast. I think it's best to research it to see what type of Daniel fast you would want to do. Um, that's my phone that I threw on my bed. Okay, um, (laughs) but yeah, that's the Daniel fast. I've done it, I did it some years ago, um, and I did it. I didn't really like it because we didn't get the right stuff in our household. Um yeah, this we didn't really get the right stuff. Um, but yeah, that's a fast you can do. Nothing wrong with it, but I just have my preference. You can do that fast. Um, if you want to know more about why it's called the Daniel Fast, it's best to research it and look up the scriptures where The three guys I've just mentioned, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Yes, Daniel's name was converted to one of them. So I can't quite remember which one it was because they went into another land and they were given different names. Um, I think that were the Hebrew names, but Ronnie, stop your diverting. Okay, let me come back. Um, But yeah, so that's one you can do. I also as well know of people who just do it dry, I, I'm yet to do that, um, I did start one, but that was the time actually where I needed to start because we found out we were going to have a global lockdown and I had to leave the premises of where I was and part of the fast was for me to just remain in my room for that period of time and dry fast, just not to tempt myself to just smell food or be around food but that's one that um i now know i don't need to i don't need to do it partly as well and this this will be the negative side i speak about fasting in a bit um but partly i don't think my motives were quite right as long as my heart's in the right place um to fast before god to seek his presence um, that's what matters. It's not the type of fast. It's to seek its presence. So that's a that's another fast. So first one Daniel fast. Second one dry fast. Um, one that I know a lot of people do is the water fast. You just drink water. Um, some people do a liquid fast. So you drink herbal teas with maybe a slice of lemon or honey. Um, what I'm really what I want you to understand is it's not about the fast in terms of what type of food what type of meat what type of vegetable um let me add another type of fasting as well before i forget um, there's also the type of fasting where you eat the normal foods that you want but from a certain time so you may get up at 4 a.m eat the food and then until 4 a.m to 4 p.m you don't eat and then 4 p.m you eat again Um, So there's that type of fasting as well. So there's different types of fasting you can do. And bearing in mind, being a teenager and fasting for the first time, there is no way that I did it perfect. And no one does it perfect anyway. Um, But I did what the Holy Spirit led me to do. And and I just did a little bit of research. And that's what I decided to do. So it's really whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do. Um, You have to remember that... You can do fasting. And if it is for your glorification, if it is for you to say to people, and I have done some fasts like that and I felt the Holy Spirit convict me and say, don't do that because the fast doesn't mean anything when um, that's how you, you, you desire to do it. It's like there's no point in fasting. Um, don't do it to brag to people. Um, don't do it to say, okay, I want to get skinny. I've done that as well. Um, because the first time, (laughs) confession time, um, the first time I fasted, when I said my stomach was flat, (laughs) my jawline could have chiseled, chiseled an art piece. I said, God, (laughs) you know, if, if I wanted to do a quick, quick thing, um, but what you learn with fasting, at the time I wasn't eating the best anyway. You end up just still gaining back the weight. So I was like, oh, okay, this went long. Um, but my motives wasn't right um, at certain times when I was fasting. And I want to be honest and truthful with you to explain that. One, I was young. Like, let's let's keep it honest. Um... No 15-year-old out there, no matter who you are, no matter what century you live in, is going to be in the, the the mindset of maturity as if I'm 80. Like and that's 80 being. You've allowed God to sanctify your life. You've drawn closer to Him, no matter the faults and fla- failures that you've encountered. You've gotten back up again through the repentance and the love of the Holy Spirit, and knowing who you are. That kind of maturity. No 15-year-old is going to operate like that. So of course, there's times when my motives were wrong, and the Holy Spirit drew me into his presence and said, Ronnie, that's not what I've called you to do. There's times where I've literally felt the Holy Spirit say to stop. Stop. Because I've started out well. Um, but you know, maybe on day three or four, um, and someone said, Ronnie, do you want this? Um, now I don't want I don't want to eat it. And what like, what's the reason? And instead of me saying, I just choose not to eat it, um, I was like, Well, let me tell you why. <laughs> I'm fasting, what are you fasting for Ronnie? Well, this is what I'm fasting for so heaven and earth can move in my life but Hey, if you want to save it for me and, and it just became a thing of Me getting recognition, you know, um, and am saying hey, I can do this and you can't or I can do it better And in those moments the Holy Spirit said to me That that's not that's not what I'm about, you know, I'm not calling you to fast so you can be skinny I'm not calling you to fast so you can brag to other people i'm not calling to to fast because oh well i've done six six types of fasting you know before the age of 20 that's not the case it is so you can draw closer to me and become more like me and to see my heart for you even more so with that being said there are times where you can do it for the wrong reasons but when you feel that nudging of the holy spirit listen and stop it You know stop the fast this is the thing because of how gracious our God is you can do another fast maybe a few weeks later don't feel like oh my gosh I can't believe I let the flesh take over I've had other fastings fastings fasting period times in my life where I have stopped and it's not because I was bragging but when I smelled that food (laughs) I'm a Caribbean some of you i'm caribbean um when i smelled the food (laughs) god i said father i know you say your will but today ah i'm not sure i'm not sure (laughs) and i tried to hold out for 10 minutes but when the scent hit my nostrils and i maybe caught myself in the mirror for a glimpse and my bottom lip look a little bit cracked i was like oh um yeah if i had a bit of the the chicken grease you know it will moisturize a two-in-one <laughs> but yeah there's been different different reasons why sometimes i start fasting there's been times where again because of me growing up in a religious house so there's times where i fasted when the holy spirit didn't call me to fast um and there was a reason you know nine times i of ten, it probably was something religious um and i felt like oh i just need to do it because other people's doing it now this is my belief my belief is you um through the leader of the holy spirit choose a church be planted in a church but if i know that I fasted for seven days, a week before the church announces they're gonna fast. I don't need to do it because everybody's doing it. I've already done it. Like, I don't need to be like, okay, let me go fast. If you've got the strength to do it, that's between you and the Holy Spirit. But for me, there's times where I felt like I need to do it because other people were doing it. Or um, I felt like maybe people was judging me. So if I, punished myself and I still was operating in a very heavy punishing mindset like you know I, I I didn't see God how I see him now and I realized that God never ever wants to punish me but that's the way I was seeing him um so I was like oh I have to do it because of what I've done or, or whatever it was Or I, sh- I shouldn't be struggling with anxiety I shouldn't be struggling with different stuff so there's been different reasons why I um have fasted But what has happened is through those lessons and through those things that i didn't make the best decisions on or my motives weren't right i've learned something through my time with the holy spirit so then when i came to fast in genuineness in being authentic in being obedient to the holy spirit i was able to learn okay what not to do what to do i was able to learn to use wisdom i want to say this as well there has been times where I fasted and my menstrual cycle has come on. And I've prayed and I said, God, you know I started this out genuinely, but this has happened, what do I do? And I have literally felt the Holy Spirit say, stop and go and eat something. I have gone through other times, again, growing up in a religious household where I thought it was smart to make the flesh die, you know, and, um, not not eaten no my cycle was on everybody's story is different everybody's body is different if your body can withstand that again that's between you and the holy spirit but that that time for me it wasn't good so much so um because i felt like oh i need to change now 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 i was doing a lot of religious fasting so much so i actually end up had um i had to go to the hospitals, get tested, because I realized my body was changing dramatically. And what they found out is that my iron was low. Um, And that's because of, for me, I believe the intense fasting and the stress and everything I was going through, but I know I was intensely fasting and I had to slow down with that. And the truth is, every time I fasted, I never truly felt the, the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I never, but obviously I know that now. So let that be an encouragement to you um, that you're not going to get it perfect the first time around. Um, There are different things that you will learn and understand as the time goes on. But be gracious to yourself because God is gracious to you and you will get better. You will get better. Always have a spirit that is willing to learn. And trust me, you will get better. And as the time has gone on and I fasted more and learned different stuff. I feel in a place now where even if I make a mistake, meaning, so for example, let me give you an example fast, I may say, okay, God for five days, I'm not going to go into YouTube, um, because I like to watch all different types of videos, that will be my sacrifice, sacrificing my YouTube time. Um, I also as well will um, not eat, I will just consume water um and i will um try and turn off my wi-fi on my phone after 6 p.m now i may have forgotten to turn the wi-fi off of my phone because that was part of the sacrifice um, of fasting and i'm at a place by god's grace now to know like oh oh my gosh i forgot to to turn it off God, forgive me, I I just didn't even realise. I turn it off and I haven't broken the fast because I understand that that doesn't change the fast. My heart posture before God was right. My heart posture was to come and be in his presence and to allow him to refine me in the way that he desired for whatever the season, whatever the reason. So even though I, you know, if you want to say, I don't even want to say breaking the rules because that partly I think is what has, Made a lot of people fearful to fast, especially my generation. But to simply put it, I didn't do um, everything exactly as I had wrote down in my diary, and that's okay. It's normal. There's times where <laughs> and you may think I'm joking, but it's real. There's times where. I've put a spoonful of food in my mouth and I've forgotten and then I'm chewing. And then because I've told someone I'm fasting, like there's times where I told people, but the difference is it wasn't to brag, but it was for accountability. That is another thing as well. Some seasons where the Holy Spirit will call you to fast. You may not feel as strong to fast. You just may feel like there's too many temptations. I feel like I'm not going to make it to, you know, complete the fast ask someone who has your best interest someone who is hearing from the holy spirit and can i say this can I go a step further for those of you who may be in a non-christian household um you don't need to go into detail but pray and ask the holy spirit to guide you to someone who cares for you um to be accountable you don't have to come and say go and say to them hey i'm fasting to draw closer to the holy spirit can you be my accountability partner no you can say something like this Hey, so-and-so, whoever it is, um, there's something that's really important to me right now. Um, and I just want to make sure that I do it to the best of my ability. If there are someone who you feel like they won't judge you or discourage you, then you can say you're fasting because that may encourage them to seek a relationship with Christ. But if that's not the case and you feel like you just don't want to go into that, not because they'll judge you, but you just don't want to make it complicated. Just say it's just something really important to me right now. Can you just check on me every 3 p.m. and just ask me, have you done it yet? Simple. Um, And can you do this every day for the next five days? Because I want to make sure that I've done it simple. And some people say that's okay, cool. Um, I'll do that for you Um, so you can have accountability but um i have learned i don't want to say learned like it's past because babes i'm still learning (laughs) me i'm a young soul i'm still learning there's so much more for me to learn what i am learning is um fasting is personal to you so if you have an illness or if you are someone who's in a position You are the lead of the home. You are the mum. You um, run an organisation. And at the moment, you work six days a week. It could be anything. Life is different for each and every one of us. It being personal to you looks like this. You may decide to fast on the weekends. You may decide to fast. Because I knew one person, one minister, um, where he fasted one day in the week and i I know different people who do this um like i've heard different stories sorry of people who do this some people don't do a 40 day fast some people don't do 21 days some people don't do a dry fast some people don't do a liquid fast some people fast one day every week some people do a dry fast one day every week that could be you thursdays could be your half day off and from when you finish the half day from then until 12 you fast you don't have to fast six hours or 12 hours if you finish work at half two and you start your fast at three when you get home you can finish i'm telling you, you can even do a fast for an hour i'm not even going to go that far because what you have to understand is this the holy spirit is not looking for the equivalent physically He is looking for us to surrender our heart. So the person who fasts for 40 days, e.g. Moses, um, and yourself who fasts for one hour, one day every week, you are valued the same as as Moses. You are seen the same as Moses in the eyes of God. You are the same because what God sees and remember this, what we do physically is no match for God this is the power the majesty the glory of who God is so no type of food no type of fast can match his power so God is not looking for well she ate meat and you had veggies well technically he had lemon and his tea and you had mm, you had a lemon and honey no it's not that it's both of you surrendered your heart to me You know um and what is important is for you to understand is where you are at right now is all the holy spirit is seeking from you one of the things i can give you as an encouragement um and learn from my story is what i know now that i wish i did back then was to stop putting pressure on myself to feel like i have to fast every month i wasn't mature to be able to handle that There was a period in my life where I could only fast once a year. That's the maturity I had. That's the honest maturity I had. Um, To stop putting pressure upon myself. And if I did not complete the fast, not to speak words of death over me and say I'm a failure or what's the point or make a mockery of myself. To say, okay, God, I didn't do the best way. Forgive me. Help me to be able to do it the way that you give me the strength. Give me the strength that you desire and help me to do it the way that you desire Um, and help me to understand that even if I don't meet all of the requirements that I've that I've desired and put down in my diary, it's okay. The fast is still significant. You know, I want you to also learn from me that don't allow people in 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 positions of leadership to make you feel inadequate because one of the things I saw and I will speak about this in a different episode and thank God for the church that I'm in now because the leadership are amazing people nobody's perfect but they're amazing people but there was a period of time that I went to a so-called church and it wasn't a church it was a cult let's just keep it like that um and because of the motives and the heart posture of the past and his heart posture wasn't for God's people, it was self gain. He would compare people of who was fasting better. And that really damaged myself and I could see how it damaged other people even though they didn't voice it. If you're in an environment like that, first of all, get out. God called me to get out and I'm out and I thank God. Um, but if you are surrounded in a friendship circle with people like that and you know that they're going through a, a difficult time and right now that's the way they're operating but you know better days with them i'm not going to tell you separate your friendship but i'm going to say ignore the words ignore the words and fool yourself with the truth of god um if you are around people who you're not you don't come into close contact with but their friends are friends Try and limit your encounter with them in that season of fasting, because it's just not going to help you. You're going to feel small. You're going to feel inadequate. You're going to feel like you're not worthy. But what I ask is whatever fast you choose to do, let it be from a genuine place. So let's talk about I think I have to do a part three. I really think I do. Let's talk about um, what everyone wants to hear let's talk about the sacrifices first, Um, because the benefits are really sweet. So I'll save that. Um, Sacrifices. So I've I've spoken a bit about them already. Um, For a modern context, that may be when I say turning my Wi-Fi off from the previous example, that may be not checking emails, that may be not looking for notifications on social media. That is a sacrifice. Um, make it tailored to your life please do not believe (laughs) oh my gosh please do not believe that you are living back in Israel and you are wearing sandals and dirt is in your feet that's not the times you're living in you are living in the modern world, so your sacrifices may involve technology. Your sacrifices may involve playing basketball or whatever kind of sports um, in the evenings. Your sacrifices may may involve you, um, you know, taking time away from your artwork for that period of fasting. Please, please do not do what I did. <laughs> and I was trying to look at some type of, you know, um, some type of fasting that was only related to the people in Israel at that time if you live in the modern world dust is not getting in your feet babes the only dust in your feet is lent from your carpet or lent from your bed sheets <laughs> don't don't tailor your fasting to that don't that that's religious you can't you can't do that if your life involves sports and your life involves, you know, some awesome games, if your life involved um, artwork, then you do it for that. You sacrifice that. You don't, you know, try and say, well, let me let me go down to my kitchen to make unleavened bread. Right, please behave yourself. Behave. What unleavened bread? Please. That's what I have Tesco for. Um, don't do that because that is religious and Part of the reason why I was striving to do that was, again, being under the leadership of this particular person um, and them not even truly knowing what they're doing anyway. But um, them trying to force people to fast, to humble themselves. And that's another thing. Don't let anybody force you to fast to humble yourself. Let God do that for you in the process. Anybody who says you have to fast to be humble. Mm Mm-mm. We need to pray against that but anyway i digress um don't do that if your thing is you are a makeup guru and you want to fast for a few days and your sacrifice to god is not wearing makeup for those days then that that's worthy that is worthy and that is holy in the eyes of god you know, are you going to get on a boat and go to one, one tribe? Are you going to get on a boat and go to a forest and then be climbing trees and talk about that's how you're doing your fast? No, if your fast is, you're not going to drive your car for the weekend, then let that be so. Take the train, take the Uber. That's the sacrifice again. <coughs> oh, excuse me. The word is powerful. I need to sip on my water. Oh, thank you, God. Where was I? You have to remember, it's about the heart posture. And 2,000 years ago, a person in Israel, random part in Israel, and yourself, who both fast, are equal in God's eyes because it's your heart posture. So that's the sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah. And sacrifices are important because fasting is saying myself is sub- is put under submission for an intense period for your glory, God. So you must sacrifice something. I've tried this before and it wasn't a fast. I didn't feel that covering by the grace of the Holy Spirit because you have to sacrifice something but don't let the sacrifice scare you and think you know you have to go and cut your hair I beg please no we did not come this far to go backwards (laughs) but yeah um that's the sacrifices so let's talk about the benefits oh the benefits are sweet um I've said it before that some things that I came for in the presence of God eight years ago are coming to pass now And for me, I remember there were times where I was so frustrated with the Holy Spirit because I was like, where's my answer? And my answer was there, but it was in the time in which the Holy Spirit would deliver it to me. So I want you to know anything that you fast for now that you don't hear the answer for now, it means it will come soon don't think that any fasting is wasted no that's not true some things you will get the answer for after six months or a year but know that everything you do is seen by god and what i'm understanding as i'm growing more in christ is i prayed for certain things during my fast i fasted about certain things in the presence of god i asked for a b and c The Holy Spirit has says, I'm so proud of you. I am so proud that you sacrificed and came before me, Ronnie. And eight years later, I'm getting A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. So let me... (laughs) Oh, God oh i have received more than i asked for is what i'm trying to say and when i went into the presence of god for that fast my intention was not to receive more than i asked for my intention was just to be obedient to the will of the holy spirit and the holy spirit knew he was gonna answer me for A, B and C, but also give me the rest. So I want you to know that, yes, it's a sacrifice being made and at the time, it's gonna feel heavy. Like at the time, you may feel like you're dying if you don't eat. Like you may feel like your whole, your, your whole, your stomach is going to a black hole that feels like it's never gonna return, but I guarantee you, you're not gonna die. Don't let the movies fool you. You know, when you see people, they haven't had water for two days and their lips are very chapped. It doesn't work like that. I've done it. Other people's done it. It don't work like that. Um, But with the fasting, you will see the heart of God towards you. I think that's another thing. The benefits are sweet. The receiving from the Holy Spirit, the refinement of the character. Um, sometimes in the fast, it doesn't feel sweet because it, it's the sinful nature being submitted to God. But when that has taken place, that fast has happened and those seeds have been sown, as time goes on, you see how you become more like Christ. Like for me, I was not a patient child growing up. No, 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 no. And I remember the Holy Spirit was putting out my heart to pray for patience, pray for patience, submit to me in patience so as i'm fasting and i'm asking for all these things i can say eight years later i'm not perfect but i have been in certain encounters with people every day with people where my patience has been tested and i have not reacted in anger because of the things that the holy spirit has sown within me um with the benefits you are able to see i feel like i i like to picture it like this you are able to draw even closer to God, like see more of God, because you have the the distractions around you are quietened. And that's what's important, especially in our modern era where our phones, you know, they ring in the middle of the night because of a notification. There's always something going off um, and we can lose focus. But what happens is when you fast and what you will find is this you will find that not just the things you've sacrificed, but also things that you didn't sacrifice, you just won't want to do them. Because when your heart's truly connected to the will of God, the obedience of God, you see how the Holy Spirit in that time of fasting changes your desire for other things as well. So some things I wouldn't have mentioned on my fast, I just stopped doing them because I just didn't want to. I wanted to be focused solely on the will of God. And what you will find is with the benefits You see more of who God is and his intentions for you. And the fasting opened up the door for me to truly be bold and say, you know what? I'm not going to live in shame and guilt of the violation, struggling with my identity, sexual identity, who I am, in femininity, my walk with God because of something that happened all these years ago. I want to be free from that. And fasting showed me that God desires me to be free from that so much so that he draws me into his presence to be healed from that. So much so that as the years went on in the eight years, I was able to talk to other people in positions and talk to other people who were violated as children. And we were able to have some healing conversations together. But that could not have come if I did not submit to the Holy Spirit and fast when he called me to fast. You see, there's so much that you may not see. And the only reason why I can put all these dots together for you is because it's eight years later. And because it's eight years later, I say eight years, maybe eight or nine years later, because it's some significant time later. I now can see. But year one, year two, year three, I I couldn't see. I didn't have a clue. And especially when the Holy Spirit was healing me from stuff and anyone who goes through healing knows when you are infected let's use the physical example of a wound it stings for the wound to be cleaned out it almost feels like you're it's like a reenactment of that wound taking place but it's not but the the cleaning it stings and it doesn't matter how gentle you are especially with deep wounds it is going to sting that's just it but when the infection is being cleaned out and the holy spirit is washing it and the holy spirit then sews it back up together and the healing takes place you are then able to understand the difference and see the difference if you can picture what i'm saying So with the benefits, you see the heart of God for you and you are able to to then understand that it was never his will for me to be sexually violated. But he knew through that pain and through that encounter, I were able to help other people and I will also be able to draw closer to him. And I speak about that because that's something that gets very sensitive and and we want to say, "Yes, send the people to prison, and yes, there is justice, and yes there is there is a place for us to learn from our mistakes. there is that place, but I'm saying where I am now, eight years late, and understanding what the Holy Spirit was doing through the fasting. I am so gracious to God that he called me and that I was obedient to do so. And as I mentioned to you, was I perfect each and every time after that, that he called me to fast? No, but I learned from my mistakes. I grew from my mistakes. I'm still learning. I think for me, the biggest benefit is not just what I receive physically or character wise or the healing, But the biggest benefit is to get that taster. I I like to see it like this. Fasting is like a taster into the Garden of Eden. And um, I'm able to be more in God's presence and understand that it was never his will for the world to be the way it is. It was never his will for people to suffer the way they suffer, but this is what we have now but what he's desiring is not just to make us new and whole but to make a new heaven and a new earth and fasting helps me to get a glimpse more of that picture that vision that he still has for us when you're going about your daily work when you're eating you're drinking when you're showering when you take a sleep when when you exercise exercising, whatever you're doing that vision that heart of god is still there for us um I have to do a part three. I have to. So I'm going to end this. I think I'm going to end everyone with a prayer because it's it's very. It's very significant that um, you don't miss what I'm saying. So let me end this one with a prayer. Holy Spirit, I thank you so much for this part two. you know, it was never my original plan to do this, but you called me and put this on my heart to speak. And I'm so grateful because I've seen what you've done in my life through fasting and i honestly believe holy spirit because you have given me this revelation and because you have given me this word if my generation is able to access the things of the kingdom of god strongholds will be broken cycles will be broken curses will be broken all these are um see this mental health challenges that we have we will be freed of we will learn how to grow and be patient of the healing of them holy spirit your word does not return back to you void so start a new work in the lives of those who are listening and encourage them holy spirit through these episodes that fasting is nothing to be afraid of fast fasting is nothing to to to, to feel that it's something that it's a badge but fasting is to draw closer to your heart In your name, amen. We should do this again. Well, you know where to find me.